0: yourself with other business owners that are successful, take their advice and take their help when they offer it because no one's going to offer help unless they mean it. Everyone's really busy and everyone has their own thing going. But if someone's going to offer you some help, take it for sure. And then when you're able to, then you are going to turn that around and give it right back.
1: Hello, Rocketeers. Welcome to the occasionally twice weekly podcast for people craving richer relationships, fulfilling community, healthier masculinity, permission to create and quality business advice.
2: This is disc two of the double live recording we did in honor of International Women's Day. It was recorded at the Granite Mountain Brewing during a party. So there's lots of fun party merriment in the background. Listen for glass breaking uh, at about the two-thirds point.
1: That was fun. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: mean, It wasn't I, us. It wasn't us, exactly. And the two main guests in this second part of the double episode are Audra Yamamoto, the owner of Granite Mountain Brewing, and the host of this beer release and fundraiser. And then we also had Jen Herbert, the owner of Superstition Meadery, who Almost literally dropped in. We were we were literally trying to shut off the the podcast and, mm-hmm. and unplug the mixing board. And Jen plopped in the chair and said, "Nope, not yet. I got something to say." And she definitely has something to say. She's, she delivers. She delivers. Uh, both Audra and Jen had awesome science stories and also really practical, doable, great advice about the attitude needed to succeed in mm. business. We're also joined briefly by Valerie Burns, my boss who runs the library network for Yavapai County, keeping all of the electronic books flowing and all the IT spinning. She's an IT maven from way back and her story about kind of finding computer science and being one of the first women involved in computer science at her Institute of Higher Learning is really inspiring.
1: We also talked to Brianna Hinkle again, our good friend and friend of the pod, magazine publisher. She was there to help promote this fundraiser for girls in STEM.
2: Yeah, she was one of the, I don't know, I think 20 women who contributed to making that beer. Mm. I don't know how you make a beer with 20 people, but it came out came out quite nicely. Also, Jen Fla and Zakia Shivji continued from disc one as our guest hosts. The asking great questions, and keeping things flowing. We're really grateful for every, every guest who showed up for this double live recording.
1: Mm-hmm. So, are the glasses refilled? Yep. Curiosity at optimum levels? I believe so. Conversation humming?
2: Hum, 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 rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb. Awesome.
1: Let's get back to it.
2: I think we should get. I think we should try and get Audra in here before she gets settled in. Do you want to? Do you want to try and grab her? I'll go get her. I'll give her my mic. So we're grabbing. We're grabbing Audra, who's one of the owners of Granite Mountain Brewery and the instigator of this whole thing. What? Yeah. Hi. Welcome, Audra, owner of Granite Mountain Brewery. Yeah.
3: You take
2: my beer. Oh. So do you know anybody here besides me? Hi. Hi.
3: I know. This
2: is Zakia. She's Hello. a geologist with the U.S. Forest Service.
3: Oh, fabulous. Hi, yeah. nice to meet How you. Awesome.
2: And Jen Flaw, a serial entrepreneur and former NASA communications engineer oh, and, really nice. and rock and roll musician.
3: And yeah. a rock and roll musician. Yeah. You want a band? <laughs> always,
4: right?
5: You, you
2: always book bands, don't you? I love
5: it. Yes, we yeah.
2: do. So tell us, tell us a little bit about this event and what's going on here. We've We've kind of described it to the audience, but only only very sketchily.
3: Okay, yeah. So this
2: And what's the, what's it called again?
3: Uh so it's a it's a beer release party. And this is a beer that we brewed back in January. I invited my tribe of ladies here. Yeah. A lot of them were able to come out tonight, so that's kind of cool. And this is actually a passion project. Um it stemmed from some time that I spent with my niece a couple years ago. I taught her how to code. And this was over Sorry. holiday break. So we're sitting at the dining room table, we're painting our nails and we're coding. We're doing an hour <laughs> of code. My husband comes along, you know, asking us what we're doing. I'm oh, you know, just girl stuff. We're this is what we're doing. Yeah. So she has sort of been my muse through this whole through this whole process. And my background is also in engineering. And so um, it really just ties in together. I've always had this passion about getting girls, the exposure to STEM and yeah. And um, being a part, you know, actually discovering these these um, careers and
5: mm-hmm.
3: you know lifestyles and professions and everything, just because it's been such a large part of my upbringing. And so now I own a brewery. I'm no longer in engineering. <laughs> now I own a brewery. That's a whole other long story. So, it's yeah, social totally, engineering. Though, yeah, isn't exactly. It? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so I finally just kind of pulled it all together and realized that I wanted to do, do a fundraiser. And so I was able to reach out to Embry-Riddle University because I know that they have um, a lot of STEM outreach programs there and was able to hook up with Sarah Vincent. She should be here a little bit later tonight. Yes. Um, and just connect and just connect with the programs that they're doing. And here we have a completely different platform to to work from, to launch from um, in the beer industry. And so... You know, there is a lot of uh, overlap. There's a lot of science. There's a lot of chemistry. There's a lot of mathematics that go into what we do here. Mm -hmm. And so it just seemed like a good fit and seemed like a good time. And so here we are launching Codename Epsilon, a hoppy American red ale. So that's the name of the beer, Codename Epsilon. It is. And it's named after my niece, Ella. Uh, So Codename E. Yeah. That's where that name came from,
2: Ella. Yeah, Ella. Shout out to Ella.
3: Shout out to Ella.
2: Who should be in? Who should be in bed? It's a school night. Right. Right. Not, not drinking beer.
3: And they're in dip. No.
2: Absolutely.
3: No. a Youngest person to have a beer named after her. <laughs> 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 I had to read it by the family yeah. first.
4: <laughs> so,
2: so any any questions for uh, Audra?
3: Well, first of all, congratulations!
4: Like, wow, thank uh, you. Is, uh, is your whole thing is the whole thing is just amazing? Thank it's you. So,
5: thank you. Uh,
4: Talk about when you were in school and, and decided to go into engineering. How did that happen? What inspired you to
3: go into engineering? Well, in reality, okay, so I'm a nerd. Yeah. I just am. I all right, always have been. Right. Let's let's we're, we're, we're all nerds here. We're totally going to so hang out. Throw, yeah. on yeah. the ta- right, throw it on the table yeah. right away. Um, when I was growing up, I was always interested in astronomy, and I wanted to be an astronaut. That was, like, my big thing. And then I realized I'm claustrophobic. So not going up, <laughs> not going up on the, on the shuttle. Um, maybe I can design something around it. So then that's where I started focusing on aerospace engineering. Um, sort of the longer story is that we had um, we had a fellow instructor, a teacher back in Hawaii where I grew up. And every year he would take a group of kids out to space camp. And that was oh, like the... You know the holy grail of being a kid—you get to go to space camp. The movie had just come out. This was what I was doing. Um, and Ellison Onizuka, who was the 1st yeah—the first, yes. yeah, the first yes. astronaut from Hawaii, grew up on our island. So he was an island boy. He was our hometown hero, and really inspired. A lot of us to go through and pursue the engineering track and pursue aerospace. Um, I did end up at University of Colorado Boulder, where he went to school, and where he did his undergrad as well. So, yeah. So kind of just always been tracking this from the very beginning, and you know, just really grasping onto my nerddom. And <laughs>
4: yeah. nice. Do you have any background in the arts or uh,
3: arts or music, that kind of thing as well? Not. Not strongly. I did music a little bit, you know, in um, elementary school and high school and whatnot. Um, Arts a little bit. It's more of a hobby for me, more of a little outlet. Um, I did try ballet when I was a little kid and they did ask me not to come back. So oh, coordination wow. <laughs> is not high on my <laughs> list of skills. <laughs> That's okay. We're, we're good at some things. We're not good at others. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what do you
4: think for doing the, the stuff with the beer and having a, a brewery here, what do you think is the number one skill you need to do that?
3: Oh, you know... um In reality, thinking on your feet is probably the biggest skill you can have, you know, just constant triage, constant problem solving. And I think that is something that does come from the engineering background is, you know, solve for X Here are all your variables. Oh, that variable is changing by the minute and, you know, having to figure out what it is. And I think that's where the engineering background comes in handy. You know, always being able to learn, always being able to figure things out and be resourceful and just kind of triage on the fly.
4: So did you get the same thing I got out of engineering where failure is kind of encouraged. It's not a bad thing. Failure is an
3: option yeah. if it doesn't work out the first time. You learn something. You do. You definitely yeah. learn, and then you adjust the second time around, but I think it also gives you a lot of those analytical skills, thinking things through before you jump in the first time yep. to sort of mitigate that risk, mitigate um, you know, some of the issues, foreseeing some of the issues that are going to come up. So Yeah. yeah, I know. NASA, <laughs> so you were down in... Where were you based uh when oh wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you know, like, which part of my life i went
4: to college uh, I, I grew up in minnesota went to college in maryland then they sent me out to silicon valley i was at nasa and they sent me out to do an installation in silicon valley and oh, wow. i stayed oh, yeah. uh, so uh and then uh, i met a boy and that's how i got to arizona that about happens. five years ago oh very nice
3: <laughs> okay I love it. I love it. Those boys. You well, know. he's a keeper. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: good. Okay. I was like, okay, did it work out? Did it work? Oh, right, out? Right, right, I know. Like my breath. Yeah. Like, we have...
4: yeah, he's a keeper. This could go good or bad. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: he gets free tech support, so I don't think he's gonna let me oh, go. Oh, right. <laughs> Worth the price of admission, right there.
2: Honey, the router's down oh, again. Oh,
4: I'm like, hold, please. <laughs>
3: Did you submit your work ticket?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I
3: love it.
6: What's the most exciting part of your job? Oh, my gosh. Um, You know, honestly,
3: at this point, it's doing these special projects like this. Um, In the beginning, it was just getting the business going, trying to figure out what we're doing, trying to figure out what the industry is doing, figuring out what the town is doing. So a lot of it was... um, you know, that triage and that problem solving and trying to put everything in place. And now that we have a good couple years under our belt, we're in this place where we can start doing special projects and start doing uh, collaborations and outreach projects. And that's been the coolest thing. I think that's really why we got into this in the first place is to really be able to make an impact in create our legacy here in town. And it's always been, community's always been such a big part of what we're doing um, and what we believe in. It, it takes a village, you know, that whole, that whole we're all in this together. And so we do end up doing a lot of collaborative work with um, other businesses in town, other groups and organizations. And we do try to fundraise as much as we can as well. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, no, Kelly and I—we, you know, we got to interview Brianna Hinkle yes. two weeks ago. Who's and, here tonight? Who's here tonight? Yeah. And um, you know, one of the things we talk about is just how privileged we feel to get to interview the people that we believe are the up-and-coming. Glasses are breaking in Glasses the background. Glasses are breaking it's here. A party. It's a
4: party, guys. I guess that's a good sign. I don't know. So <laughs> I <pay> for it. <laughs>
7: um,
2: but just the, we, we feel really privileged to be able to interview the people that we think are the up and coming leaders yeah. of this town of this community. And we feel really good about it. Good. It's like, it seems like it's in good hands. Yeah.
3: It's, yeah. it's nice. And I think the other nice thing is that we're all finding each other as well. Yeah. You know, we, like I mentioned my tribe of ladies that I have, I mean, we have business owners, we have city people, we have, Nonprofit leaders, you know, just kind of the movers and shakers of this town, and it's been really great to get to know all of them. Yeah. They have such a unique story, but we all have this similar drive, and that's what's been fun.
2: Oh, fantastic! Yeah, fantastic! Yeah. yeah. Can we get Can we get the the code, epsilon team, over here? Code name epsilon. Code name epsilon.
3: Um, the brew team, or my brewers are not here tonight. Oh, your but brewers are not here We do here, okay. have um, We do have a lot of the ladies here. Yeah, let's let's can I take let's, this with me. Uh, can very, I mobile Not very far. No, oh, okay. it's not. It's not right. a wireless mic. I was gonna say we have.
2: Just get them over here, and we'll introduce them real quick. Again.
3: Oh, can you? Let me yeah. go rally the ladies. Awesome,
2: awesome. Zaki, are you good for hanging out?
5: I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Know, I don't
2: know when you turn into a pumpkin.
5: After midnight? After midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. still yeah. good. I'm still <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: You're a rock. You're a rock and roller. You don't turn into a pumpkin, do you, Jim?
4: You know, I'm older, so I'm really appreciating now. We do mostly private parties and not the yeah. club gigs because that getting home at three in the morning is tough now.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. We got we got home. <laughs> Kelly and I got home from Phoenix at midnight last night, and that was bad enough. <laughs> Oh, we got a we got a quick guest popping in here, Valerie Burns, who's actually my boss. So this is it's all very right. important that everybody listen carefully <laughs> to this part of the interview. And Valerie Burns is the head of the county library network. Yeah, it's good if you can hear yourself because then you know whether you're yelling or not. And um, this is the bar puzzle headphones. These are the yeah. <laughs> the ear cups are all weird. Oh Yeah. But I don't actually know that much about your your STEM background. I know you're getting your master's degree in in library science. Yes. Yeah.
7: So what was the question? What Sorry. was the
2: question? What was the question? What's your what's your STEM background?
7: Mm. I was going to um, high school, about 17 years old, and didn't know what I wanted to do. I was in all the advanced math, the advanced sciences. Um, I was in calculus, it's like, oh, this is great, I've got all this math, what do I wanna do? I don't know. My dad was an engineer, civil engineer, and I knew I didn't really wanna do that. And that was the first year that they brought a computer to our school. And so I took my first basic computer programming class, Yep. um, loved it, and said, this is what I'm gonna do. I applied to the University of Michigan and um, Michigan Tech University, Mm -hmm. which were the only two schools in the state that were offering a computer engineering degree. Um, because I wanted to know how this worked. How does a computer do this? You know. And so um, I started at University of Michigan in the engineering program, um, and once I figured out how they worked, yep. then I kind of lost interest and I switched to the, the um, computer science side of things, so not yep. so much the building the computers but the programming of them. And then I said, oh, look, everybody's converting their stuff to their accounting to, um, computers. So I'm in a minor in accounting. So then I went to the business school and I took all these accounting classes. Um, and then tried to graduate with a combination computer science, accounting, yep. engineering. And they said, no, you're, it's going to call be called general studies. Uh-huh. And I was not happy with general studies. No. So my very last year they changed the, um, requirement and they said as long as your advisor approved your other courses from the other schools as computer science courses then you can graduate with computer science so that's what i did
2: my degree is actually in general studies not very many people know that i keep that under wraps but general I'm, studies glad, I'm, just glad, I'm glad you you know what you i'm do. glad you got out of it i'm glad you got out of it yeah so a little a little bit about who's around the table mm-hmm. We got Zakia, and tell me your last name again. Shivji. Shivji, and she's a geologist with the National Forest Service. Oh, nice. Fell in love with volcanoes as as a as a wee lass. <laughs> yep. A wee lass, and uh, still in with, oh. no, <laughs> still in love with. Still from Scotland. in love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, California, right? Grew California. Up in California. Yep. 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 And Jen Flaw has been uh, a communications engineer with NASA, mm-hmm. a serial entrepreneur. Yep. Owns dogs owns dogs no kids i'm
4: not sure i own them but
2: right they own i hang everybody. out
4: with dogs right. yeah owns owns
2: two businesses wrote a book that we haven't <laughs> talked about called the happiness the
4: happiness handbook
2: the happiness handbook uh, which everybody probably needs to read right
4: oh, wow it it's a it, it's a kind of a communications guide so you figure out what you what makes you happy and then you communicate that to your loved ones and then hopefully they do those happy making things
2: gotcha i gotcha, figured great. that out
4: after my divorce yeah. I, I analyzed, like an engineer, why my marriage failed. Yeah. And I took responsibility for it. And then I fixed me. And then my male friends, because I'm in tech and a musician, all of them are no- noticing this big change. And they're like, could you write a book so my girlfriend can be happy too? <laughs> so that's how the
7: book started.
6: And you know, International Day of Happiness is right around the corner. Okay. I think it's like March 20th or 21st. Okay. Yeah.
2: okay. Good day great.
7: to promote your book.
6: Okay. Great,
2: great. Did, we, did we lose the... Brianna would like
6: to rotate in.
2: Okay. Great. Great, great. So do either of you have any questions for Valerie?
7: What do you do now? I'm the library network manager for Yavapai County. Oh, so okay. So I wow. take care of the IT needs of yeah. combining all the libraries together so they can share books and all that.
2: And trying to drag the library network into the 21st century. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it's not just books. It's it's about information. I'm, I'm, recent, I'm a recent yeah. convert to, to library science, and I just started working for the county. And I just love the fact that when... People have access to information. You talked earlier about like not knowing what people are going to do with the information. Right. And it's so true for the libraries. It's like you put the books up there, you put the electronic resources up there, you put the meeting rooms up there, and the, and the public figures out what they really need. We have no idea. We have no <laughs> idea what people need out of their information. And they, they tell us, which is fascinating. Yep. So kind of our job to make it as easy as possible for them to get that information. Right. Yeah.
4: So if you could go back in time and give your high school self one bit of advice or encouragement, what would you say?
7: Do the same thing. <laughs> 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 uh, it's been an absolutely wonderful career. I graduate, I mean, one of the first graduating classes with computer science and being female, there were only two female in my graduating class. I could write my ticket. I've done international travel um you know, working as technical support for a company that was able to send me around the world doing demonstrations or, you know, conventions. And it's been an absolutely wonderful career. Um, Coming to Yavapai County was like stepping back in time about 15 years once I moved here because it was, um, they weren't quite up to the speed where I was at. And, uh, but that was kind of nice too because then I could spend more time with my family. It was the right time of my life and it all worked out. It was great.
2: Awesome.
4: Well, let's give the mic over to... Yeah, thank you, Valerie. Thank you for coming. All
5: right.
2: And we'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you at work. (laughs) Thank (laughs)
5: you. Thanks.
2: Great, so we're rotating in. Kelly, do you want to rotate in over here? And I can rotate out? No, good. You're good. Go. Okay. I'm kind of, I put myself back here in a, a, I'm trapped. I'm trapped behind the mixer.
4: With all the wonderful women.
2: Yeah. (laughs) This is, no, I, I I love it. I love it. I love it. So we're talking with now Brianna Hinkle, who is the owner of Prescott Women Magazine and the star of episode eighteen of the Rocket Feather Podcast. I think it was. Yep. 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 Yep.
8: <laughs> yes, episode eighteen, the best.
2: The best, best episode. episode I've ever
8: heard. No, <laughs> just kidding. They're all really good. I've listened to them all. They're really yeah. good. Yeah. Oh thank my you. gosh. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yep.
2: Thank, thank you for listening to them all. Yeah. So you're here with Jen Fla. I don't know if you heard us introduce her earlier. No. Sorry. NASA communication scientist, serial entrepreneur, Silicon Valley pioneer.
4: Wow. Oh Man, that makes me sound old now. Well, which, I mean, <laughs> it's, been, it's, it's been through so many
2: iterations. Like, every generation thinks they're the pioneer, right? Like, whether it was the 70s, the 80s, I suppose, the 90s. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Yeah. I mean.
4: We it, were the dot-comers, I guess, the right. that beginning of that.
2: Right. Right. I mean, uh, Jack Dorsey thinks he invented the internet, right? I mean, nothing—nothing <laughs> nothing existed before Twitter. The right?
4: internet actually was invented at NASA. Yeah, <laughs> I worked on it years before it was called that. So,
2: nice, That's nice, nice, cool. nice. And a geologist from the U.S. Forest Service and a dancer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and pronounce your name correctly again for me.
6: Zakia Shivji.
2: Zakia <laughs> Shivji. Yeah, I didn't quite get that right, did I? No, you Shivji. Didn't. Yeah. Yeah. There's no D in there. No. Shivji, also. Like so you're shivving cool. somebody. Yeah.
8: <laughs> oh great.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I watch a
8: lot of prison shows. So <laughs> anybody else yeah. want to sit somewhere. here? In my-
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what? So what made you, Brianna? What made you want to want to jump in the seat?
8: Well, actually, Audra wanted me to kind of jump in and yes. just talk about the women's brew day that we a lot of us attended and were able to collaborate on the brew that um, a lot of people are enjoying today. Yes and the fundraiser with code name Epsilon. Um, so I think a dollar from every one of those brews today is going to STEM, Yeah. which is incredible. So I just kind of wanted to jump in and talk about how incredible it was to be a part of that collaboration yep. and to sit down with amazing women today, which is really exciting. Who knew NASA and gem ge- or a geologist, not just a gem geologist that's <laughs> part of it yeah. <laughs> and dancer which yeah. is really cool so I just wanted to jump in and you know hear about other women's stories really which is great
2: well tell us tell us how this Audra talked a little bit about her inspiration and her her niece being her inspiration right. for, for doing this and reaching out into the community and and generating this interest but what how'd she rope you in?
8: Oh, well, you know, anything that Audra does is amazing. So it's not that hard to jump into something that Audra is wanting you to jump into.
5: Yeah.
8: Um, so she just, I mean, social media has its way of just pulling you right in, right? And yeah. I thought a women's brew collaboration day, how interesting. That's not something that you get to do every day. And for it to go to such a great cause of getting women involved or young girls involved in STEM. Yeah. It's kind of a no-brainer to me. Crimp. Beer brains. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Great
6: combination. Yeah. yeah.
2: And and we really liked out today was one of the first days that you could kind of hang out on the on the patio at Granite Mountain Brewery oh, in the it's evening. It's a gorgeous and day. And yeah, yeah, beautiful yeah. day. So by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be too late for people to come down and get get their beer, Mm -hmm. but what can they do to to contribute to this cause? Do you know? Is there anything they can do?
8: Um, I know that locally you can support any kind of STEM organization. So anything through PUSD, Emory Riddle, Mm -hmm. um, Yavapai College. Um, I'm sure there's online organizations that people can donate to. Um, But I think it's just about supporting a young, I don't I'm going to be a young woman's or young girl's mind to be able to know that she can do any of these things yeah she can work for nasa she can be a geologist she can you know work in any kind of science technology field and feel comfortable yeah because there's plenty of women
6: to support that
2: and zq was talking about her her family's initial kind of uh, not exactly and kind of how much you had to push yeah. to make that happen.
6: And I think that's like, you know, a big part is, you know, your family, if they're not into these, you know, areas, yep. then how are you going ge- to get exposed besides, you know, events like this, you know, where you're supporting and putting on those programs yep. or even, you know, just the teachers. And I think sometimes, you know, that responsibility will fall on them to kind of just empower, you right. know, just not only women, but just kids in general to, you yep. know, want to do these things.
2: Right. And just to just to go back for a second to, you know, Valerie, who was just in here, was talking about how. Wait, was it Valerie was talking about? No. Oh, Audra was talking about being told not to come back to ballet. And I was told in first grade to just listen during the songs at the first part of the (laughs) morning. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was 40 and kind of went through my equivalent of life-changing breakup and divorce. I'm like, screw that first grade teacher. And I started taking guitar lessons and singing. And I'm not, you know, I'm not Luciano Pavarotti, but it turns out I can sing. So I think those early those early discouragements. Yeah. I mean it took it took 30 years to get over that being told that I couldn't sing. Yeah. And that was a bunch of BS.
6: Yeah, I mean I still, you know, every now and then I'll still reflect on those moments just because I think that's what kind of empowered me to do, you know, just to be like, yeah. you know what? That's why I'm doing this—is to prove them wrong. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie. When I defended my thesis, I did send a Facebook invite to all my pr- undergrad professors. Nice. So it was just kind of, you know, <laughs> like hidden in there, but like, see, I, I did it.
2: Yeah. Nice. I need to, I need to go find out where, where Mrs. Tavashi is buried and, and play, <laughs> play, 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 her, play her, yes. a yes. nice song,
8: a nice song. A nice song. A <laughs> yeah,
5: nice song. Yeah, yeah,
8: yeah. But yes, yeah. We've all been discouraged before, but it's kind of like we'll rise above it. Yeah, do the mic drop moments, and <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you.
2: Awesome, yeah. awesome, yeah. awesome. Well, thanks for being a part of this yes, this project. Thank you.
8: Yeah. appreciate it. Thanks and for we're, having we're me back. So, we're so to so glad to be down that we again. again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was allowed back. <laughs>
2: oh my gosh, no, we had so, we had some. Yeah, we had so much fun. We had so much fun with your interview. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and we actually we're gonna we're gonna talk later about if maybe there's more collaboration that we can do with. At women Magazine and, oh and yeah podcasting. I mean there's
8: incredible women right in front of me so that would be fantastic
2: to yeah. be able to
6: do a little bit more yeah mm-hmm. yeah. that's how I found out about this was your Instagram oh thank
2: there you. we go there we go wow all these women are connected <laughs> to Me I tell you. Right, right, right. <laughs> awesome great do we have any more guests coming up or are we beginning to uh, wrap it up yeah it's getting cold back here yeah oh. yeah. yeah. Any, any other questions for uh, Brianna before we let her go
5: I don't. Anything
2: you want to pitch?
8: No, I just want to get um, these ladies' contact information so that we can feature them at some point, because that's what I'm always looking for <laughs> is amazing women in the community to feature doing unique things. And so yeah. I feel like you probably had
4: tons of them tonight.
2: Yeah, we did.
4: Yeah, we which did. is huge. It's amazing. I had no idea when I moved here that there were going to be this many really cool women so yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, in the water.
8: Just keep drinking the water. Okay. And it's Just yeah, that's what
2: happens <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> and that's 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 been Kelly's and my favorite part of the podcast is just sort of scratching the surface of of Brianna Hinkle and finding you know this amazing young entrepreneur. Like scratching the surface of Tom Check and finding like a young Tony Robbins. Uh, interviewing Molly McGinn and finding somebody who's like used to hang out with the Dalai Lama. It's just yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah. Nice. It's a it's a fantastic town to be a podcaster in for sure. <laughs> Sure. Do you guys have anything else you want uh, to talk the about? The only
4: thing I'd say would be to the younger listeners and say, wh- I, even, whether they're men or women, boys or girls, yeah. you know, going yeah. into, you know, and following your passion in science, math, engineering, tech, it's it's awesome and you might wind up down a road and then take a right turn and do something else but going down that road and having that experience it's going to enrich your life it'll be it'll be good and i'd say don't leave out the arts because yeah. the arts help make you well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: absolutely, absolutely. And so this is really a pitch to the adults, right? Because not too many kids are listening to this podcast. <laughs> oh, then but, sure. but it's encourage like, support the, that, right? Encourage
6: yeah. the kids. Yes. So. Yeah, encourage them. I mean, take them out. You know, whether you find something, you know, locally happening, expose them. And I think yeah. that's the big thing: is just getting them out there. And, you know, of course, I'm going to put in a plug for, you know, just the national parks and the Forest Mm -hmm. Service and whatnot. But get out there. See what is there. Because you might run into, you know, an employee and you can find out what they do. And, you know, it'll be
1: exciting. Ask questions.
4: Yeah, just
6: ask questions and have fun.
1: Yeah, Take take your nine-year-old to a geology class at the college.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Embry-Riddle is wonderful. And ASU has uh, programs in aerospace and stuff now. So... Uh, we live in a wonderful place to explore these things.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you both for being on the Rock and yeah, Feather thank podcast. You very much. Yeah. It was <laughs> wonderful getting
1: to know you guys. Yeah.
2: And Zakiya, I owe you a beer.
1: <laughs> you hanging
2: <laughs> hang around for that? Zakiya, yes, came, I'll hang Zakiya came last night because I gave her the wrong Oh, I told her it was Wednesday. It's been a that's, weird week. That's how, de- that's how dedicated it's Zakiya okay, is. It's okay. I still to. had
6: two last night. So.
2: Oh. You had two beers it last night. It was nice.
1: nice. It was not a waste of time
2: awesome oh my gosh do you want to do one more oh yeah we can totally oh yeah i'm sorry
0: (laughs) 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 is this the port
2: yeah yeah okay you got it you got it
0: okay
3: she owns superstition meadery oh my gosh okay okay great great
2: great
0: great. if you guys know what that is we do okay we do we do absolutely Absolutely. i love the
2: meadery awesome all right so we're back for part 10 <laughs>
0: ten, <laughs> 10.
2: 2. point 10. two of the rocket feather podcast and we're here with
0: jennifer herbert
2: jennifer herbert who owns superstition meadery one of the co-owners of superstition yes. meadery yep i love mead thank you yeah <laughs> and you guys win all kinds of awards we do. Yeah. We
0: try really hard.
2: Yeah. yeah. What do you What do you th- What do you attribute your success to?
0: Uh. Well. Of course. All the hard work. But really, creativity is one of the main aspects. We're always trying to do something different.
2: Yeah. And we're here with uh, Jen Flaw, is still our guest host. Hello. Yeah. Hi. And Jen's been a serial entrepreneur, so you might have some uh, business acumen sharing to do.
4: So what got you into owning the meadery? How did? What was your background?
0: Well, it's a I hate to say a long story, but we started as homebrewers. I bought my husband a homebrew kit for Father's Day. And one of the first things he decided to make was a mead. And I had no idea what that was. I was sure go make a mead that sounds great it's alcohol sounds great (laughs) and uh, so the first thing that he ever made was a maple mead in honor of my heritage which i'm from vermont so Uh we Uh had i'm super into maple sugar and maple syrup and so he made a maple mead for a thanksgiving dinner we put on many many years ago and it was so delicious we were like you should try making more of this. Let's try different flavors. How what if we did and we just started like what if we mixed this this and this? So we yeah. put some orange with some coriander and hops and vanilla and it. and we just went from there and every of course, you know, when it's free and you're giving free alcohol to your friends, everyone yeah. says you should have a business. Right. So Jeff actually my husband, who's the other my co-owner and spouse, um went to a school in Chicago called the Siebel Institute and it's how to start a brewery and it's how to write a business plan and how to plan for Mm -hmm. expanding your homebrew operations into an actual business. So even before we thought about an actual meadery, we're thinking about beer and homebrewing and maybe converting that love of uh, beer into a business and I said, well, I think that mead could be an actual business yeah. after we you tried. Were,
2: you were a little bit behind the curve for beer. like home Yeah, I was beer, like, we, a, it's it's been, everyone's done it.
0: Yeah. We're, yeah. We yeah. we could maybe be kind of successful. Let's carve a niche for ourselves. We're creative. Nice. We're kind of food. Not kind of. We are foodies. So we're super into cooking and flavors and kind of cutting edge. Uh, in our own brains, we always say that. Our own limitation in this business is our own creativity. Like our own imagination is what is going to make or break us. So we just used our imagination and came up with all these different flavors. We also, one thing that makes us a little different is we came up with our own fermentation techniques Mm -hmm. for making mead. It's different than wine. It's a similar process, but we do some things different, which is totally proprietary. So can't tell you what we do. (laughs) That's our secret. Go
2: ahead and just tell us the basic chemistry of what what turns sugar into yum.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we use, of course, yeast, which is prevalent throughout all fermentation processes. So we use specific yeast strains to convert the sugar in honey into alcohol. And so when you, when yeast is eating up and digesting sugars, the byproduct is Ethyl alcohol, ETOH, mm-hmm. and carbon dioxide, mm-hmm. and so uh, that's what you know creates the bubbles and all the bubbling and things like that. So you have to make so sure your
2: yeast plus sugar equals equals wow and fizz.
0: It and fizz, yeah. lots and lots of fizz. So <laughs> there is a learning curve. So there's a lot of um, off gassing that happens, and so if you don't manage that the right way, you end up with explosions. <laughs> and so we had a few explosions, both when we were home brewing and in our commercial business that we have right now. Uh, lots of cleaning, and so we had to come up with a process to control that and um, creating these different like microclimates in the product to prevent those explosions from happening, and also what can happen. is you create off-flavors. If you are not managing the carbon dioxide that's off-gassing, you end up with these really horrible off-flavors. They're called fusel alcohols rather than ethyl alcohol. And they don't taste good. It's kind of when you have taste homebrew and you're like, whoo! That is, wow. Can't even drink that. Those yeah. are the flavors I'm talking about. So we've created a method to prevent those flavors from happening. Yeah. And we can create uh, like a very delicate and delicious fermentation in a very short period of time where it used to take us about 18 months for those fusel alcohols to... Um, disintegrate and kind of turn into a different flavor, we can do that process in about two weeks now. So that's also one of the things that I think has made us pretty successful is we can recreate those fermentations with different conditions that we've created ourselves. you don't have
2: a bunch of inventory hanging around. No.
0: Well, (laughs) no, (laughs) Um, we have so many accounts now we have to have a little bit of inventory hanging around, but yeah, Yeah. we, 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 Produce, you know, X number of gallons every month, and then we try and make sure that that's sold before we start producing more, so that we can maintain our, you know, supply and demand. Yeah, I loved what you were saying about how your
4: curiosity led you to experiment with different things, and then as problems came up, you just created your own solutions for right them. we were
0: able to take we we've had plenty of products that did not turn out the way we thought they were going to and we were able to I want to say like fix them <laughs> in quotes but we've actually one of our most successful products that really put us on the map it earned us our first gold medal at the Mazer Cup which is the world's largest mead competition it's like the Olympics of mead our first gold medal was actually a mistake that we fixed <laughs> and um we were like, wow, we can't believe we fixed that into a gold medal winning product. And yeah. it's called Berry White. It's one of our... Yeah. Oh, nice.
5: <laughs> so that
0: was actually a mistake Ooh. Yeah, that we were able to fix. So now when we recreate that product, we make the mistake and the mistake was we had over vanilla. So vanilla is very bitter and we mm. left b- vanilla in too long and we had this really bitter meat. And so we were able to recreate a new sweeter version of that by adding different, you know, uh, flavors and the white chocolate and the berries. And so a different combination of berries and white chocolate and other sugars and some other things in there to turn it around. And so now when we remake that, we intentionally make it super bitter and then we fix it. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of, Kind of a funny story, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> would you ever have dreamed when you were a teenager that your life would have taken this direction? I thought I was gonna be the first female surgeon general. So no, I had no idea <laughs> I was gonna be a mead <laughs> monger, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no uh no idea. My husband was a firefighter, career firefighter and I was in the public health industry. I worked for the health services department. Um for the state Mm -hmm. and, um, not in a million years thought I'd be a business owner making alcohol for a living. So it's, I'm not going to lie. It's super fun. It's been a really great experience. It's been really great for my husband and I as our, you know, for our marriage, owning a business together has been really fun. And of course it's had its challenges, but it's really brought us together too. And we get to travel and meet really cool people and be creative and own a business and um, last year, as you guys probably know, we were um, awarded the Business Persons of the Year with the Small Business mm-hmm. Association for or Administration with the uh, U.S., Biz- small Business Administration. So. This, was right. national, this was a national award. It was award. a national award. We yeah. were the number wow. one small business in the wow. country last year. congratulations. Yeah. So, so lots of traveling and speaking engagements yep. and yep. We, had, we went to D.C. and we were, it was, it was, Quite an honor. A lot of yeah. work. And really... you So know, you got I,
2: to D.C. You're not the Surgeon General, but you got to I D.C. I got
0: there. I didn't get to meet the Surgeon General. I thought maybe the president was going to show up because it is a the um, small business administrator is a cabinet level position. So oh. it's, that person is handpicked by the president. And we would heard in the past that the president, former presidents, had shown up to those award ceremonies. But apparently there was a dinner with Tiger Woods that night uh, that took priority. Dinner. So... That (laughs) happened. Bumped
2: by Tiger Woods,
0: right? I know. I guess there's worse people to be bumped by, but yeah.
4: (laughs) So, what about the uh, sort of the flip side? The uh, have you had those moments on the ground in tears, bashing your head against the wall? Of course.
0: So, how do you how do you get yourself out of that? Mm -hmm. Um, A couple ways. One, um, we have a proven model, you know, that's been working. So, we have a huge following of fans that support us all the way. You know, when we've asked for assistance, it's almost always there from our fan base. And we, one of the main things is we really do believe in ourselves. We had a mission statement. We had a business plan that we started with, and we followed that plan like two Like to the T from the very beginning. And we've had to recreate that plan a couple times as we've expanded and grown. But um, our success in this little town of Prescott has been really amazing. I mean, we can't believe if we can make it here, we can make it anywhere. And so really just believing in ourselves has been the main thing that's gotten us through. And we're in the process now of opening our second location. We're opening the first mead and food pairing restaurant in Phoenix. And that's the first one of its kind. Um, We're hiring an executive chef. And we're in the midst of all the construction right now with all the custom elements that we want to put in there. And we want to mimic our tasting room down here in in Prescott as well. So you get that same vibe and that same feeling down in Phoenix. And so... You know, we wouldn't have done that if we didn't believe it was going to be a success. There's Mike. no way. There's too many things on the line. I mean, we don't have any investors. It's just my husband and I started out, maxed out all our credit cards, home <laughs> equity loans. You know, the whole, it's like the entrepreneur success story of the year. It's yeah. just been amazing. So, um, really just believing in ourselves is what has, has gotten us through. Excellent. Yeah, thanks.
2: This is, you are, you are yet another business. This is Charles's bad business call series. <laughs> so I, totally. I, I am not, I'm not exactly a businessman. I got, I got no right making any kind of calls. But I walked into the Raven two weeks after they opened up. I was like, nah,
5: it's
0: <laughs> not gonna happen.
2: We're not ready for it. in And you this want town. a funny story? It's not gonna. I walked into the metery. I'm like, and, you know, you go down those yeah, stairs. Yeah, you're it's, hidden like, away. it's in a little yeah. hole. There's I mean, no way. There's no, I was like, no. Nah. I mean, this is awesome. This is really good. I'm really going to be sad. When day, they go day. out of business. <laughs> the thing, if I give you that stamp, you are golden, it turns out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, this is kind of a fun. This goes along those lines of that story. When we had just signed the lease, we put up a sign in the window up there on the sidewalk on Gurley Street. Yeah. Superstition meadery coming soon, and we—I was—I was outside, and my husband was hanging it. I was like, "Oh, a little to the left, it's crooked." And as he was hanging the sign, I was sitting out there. A couple walked by, and the the woman was like, "Oh my gosh, there's going to be a meadery, and they're going to have cider. This is like going to be so cool." And the husband looked at her right in front of me and says, "Oh, they're never going to make it."
2: Yeah might have been that, that might have been me I don't know neater,
0: neater, neater. yeah I never yeah. Will, and I was like oh you'll see yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. wait. Yeah, we, were, yeah. we
2: were talking about the mic drop moments earlier weren't yeah, we? yeah, yeah. Being told, don't don't dance That's don't sing awesome. don't start a business yeah, yeah.
0: right yeah. Yeah. yeah so that was um that was kind of a moment for me I was like you're not going to believe what just happened yeah. and here we are five years later business persons of the year and national yeah, yeah yeah international and yeah it's it's been a uh, pretty wild it's, and it's pretty fun I wouldn't trade it for anything
2: yeah and, Jen, you were saying earlier when you were kind of giving your advice to up-and-coming STEM people, and you're like, you never know what turn yeah. where you're going to end up. Yep. You know, you think you're heading to be Surgeon General.
4: I think it's right. all, it, yeah. it's got to be about the ride because nobody ever knows where they're really going to go. Oh, no,
2: No, I thought I wanted to work for the CDC. That's what I wanted to do right? when, I was, when I was in high school. I thought I was going to be in Atlanta.
0: They could probably use right? you now. I know. <laughs> well, and it's funny because I, I was. I would prefer that they hire somebody, you <laughs> yeah. know, qualified. I was the, um... Pandemic influenza advisor for the state of Arizona for several years when that was a whole wow. thing, and so now that this coronavirus is happening, I'm kind of miss it. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I'm a little uh, kind of wish I was in the throes, like making decisions and doing yeah. the planning because I yeah, did. Yeah, you got
1: any hot takes?
0: Yeah, the planning and preparedness. Hey, my advice earlier was don't worry about it. It's gonna it's gonna pass through. But they're just making it into such a big deal. And when you just look at the statistics of actual influenza and the related mortality that's associated with influenza, I'm like, why don't we prevent the flu and then we'll...
2: <laughs> right. But we can get the flu shot. Like, I had the flu shot. Right. So that's... And everybody's had the flu. Everybody knows what it feels like. Yeah. We don't We don't understand what... COVID is or what the coronavirus is. So we're a little freaked out.
1: It's scary because it's unknown.
0: It's the mutation. Yeah. So in general, we were always taught that the coronavirus is just a broad name for the common cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as they distinguish between the different strains, then you come across something that been, hasn't been seen before. Yep. We don't know what the outcomes are and the mortality of people that have contracted it. You just have to dig a little deeper than it wasn't just I sneezed on you and you got it and then you died it's more like <laughs> the people that are, <laughs> yeah. the people that are actually dying from it are likely um, in very rural areas that do not have sanitation and hmm. it's similar to like the SARS that was spread through poor sanitation practices in very dense housing populations, and yeah. it's not just, I was on an airplane and then everybody got it, so.
2: No, I'm on a we'll see cr- how it pans I'm on, out. I'm on a cruise ship and everybody's. On I'm it. it's a, little, a little bit different.
0: And I'm a little worried because I do have tickets to Beijing. <laughs> I oh don't know no. if I'm going to get to go. <laughs>
2: <And> yeah, <laughs> the, the face value of those tickets is declining rapidly. Yeah, it's,
0: yeah. and I bought those tickets, uh, like, maybe a week before oh everything started going no. crazy, oh. so. yeah. yeah. We'll see. It's not until August.
2: So if you were to give a couple of uh, budding entrepreneurs, not mention any names.
0: (laughs) I'm only (laughs) (laughs) winking.
2: Well, and, and... we're really excited to talk to, to talk to couples who are intra- entrepreneurs as mm-hmm. well. And that's had, what I was thinking. There's yeah. a double
1: date in our future. If not two. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Well, one of the things is when you are um, going to be in business with your significant other is you have to have defined roles and you cannot cross lines. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things we learned very easy, very early was, my role is this, and yours is that, and we will bounce ideas. I will never make a decision without your input, mm-hmm. but you cannot... I don't even want to say go behind my back and make decisions. <laughs> yeah, you're, you, you, I have my side, and you have yours, and I'm in charge of this, and you're in charge of that, and you have to find what those roles are. Who yeah. is better? Who's more creative? Who's better at balancing books? who's the person that you want your employees to run ideas by because you're always negative and I'm a little more positive and I'm not saying who's who in that <laughs> <No>. relationship, but, <laughs> but one person is, you know, going to be more positive than the other. And the other is you really, you have to respect those lines and respect those rules. And you also, I'm mean, going to mention it before. You have to believe in yourself. You really have to believe in your product yeah. or your per- your process or whatever it is that you're going into business for. You really do have to be your own advocate for what you're doing and have, that super enthusiasm, because if you're not enthusiastic, no one else is going to be yeah. at all. And we've learned that from trying to introduce a product that was virtually unknown. No one knew what mead was right. five years ago. And now I'd venture to say most people now know what it is. Yeah. So um, believing in yourself is a really, uh, really important. And of course, you have to have good credit so that you can
5: (laughs) borrow borrow all the money yeah
0: basically good credit's really important and um be willing to just you know stay up all night and get the work done when it needs to get done you can never no matter how many balls are in the air you have to know you can never drop one ever and if you need to bring in help and having really great friends that will help you when you are struggling is really important. Surround yourself with other business owners that are successful, take their advice, and take their help when they offer it because no one's going to offer help unless they mean it. Everyone's really busy and everyone has their own thing going, but if someone's going to offer you some help, take it for sure. And then when you're able to, then you are going to turn that around and give it right back. And that's really... um, Small business owners really need to stick together because we have Budweiser and Home Depot and Walmart oh, yeah. and all these big businesses that all they want to do is take, take, take from you and crush you. And if you stick together, you can really gr- create a really great community no matter what community you're in, because that's has been one of the best parts of being in business is having that community of other business owners it's been it's really cool
2: thank you so much for using the c word because that's that's what the the rocket feather podcast is is about that's why we do what we're doing is because we want to help build and celebrate the kind of community that we want to be in
0: i'm really proud to be a business owner in this community and i feel like we add to it we share when people come in oh where else should we go where should we eat where should we stay what is the best gas station where should we shop and we all share in each other's successes the more successful yeah. one is everyone's going to be more successful for sure yeah. we bring a lot of tourism into this town and we share it and we're happy to do it we're super proud of that so fantastic yeah
2: fantastic remember, any more questions
0: uh, no you've gosh it is. <laughs> it's not my first podcast nice
2: <laughs> nice yeah it is very
0: wonderful <laughs> so we just got an account with Costco and they ordered 20 pallets and you can just guess the dollar signs that are associated yeah. with that but in order for us to make that happen yes we got Costco in order to make that happen now I need to hire more employees I need to operate around the clock all I have to buy more equipment I'm, it means my power bill is going to go up it means all every single part of my operation will have to expand exponentially to meet the demand of what they're asking for. They're going to order twenty pallets this month, and maybe they'll never order so ever again. So wait a minute, again. hang
2: on. I didn't. I didn't understand. What yeah, I didn't I, either. On. Now so I do. When you said you got a Costco account, I'm like, oh, you went and bought twenty pallets of stuff. Oh, no, no, you are going to be distributed.
0: buying. Woo! Right. That is so amazing. it is like cha-ching. if there's any other
2: businesses around there that want me to come by and say you're not going to make it, just call yeah. me. Right. <laughs> we
0: will we'll uh, have a fee structure for yeah, businesses. Yeah. yeah. Some sort of won't be allowed. So and yeah. it didn't happen overnight. We they have been watching us and it's part of, you know, their own strategy, I'm sure. Yep. But in order to meet that demand, we have to put real money into our infrastructure and our capital improvements for all the different mm-hmm. things, all the aspects, our personnel, the the training, our raw materials, like it is, does, it's not free. We, it's going to be a huge investment and there's no guarantee that they'll continue to reorder or that it'll pan out. But in order to meet that demand, we have to dump money in and it's not for us. (laughs) It's, it's to make, to keep the business Mm -hmm. going. And that's, not going in my pocket, <laughs> and <laughs> as we get larger, there's other benefits we want to offer, and eventually we're going to have to offer healthcare mm-hmm. and yeah. retirement yep. plans, and those aren't free. We pay for those. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Those are plans that that go right to the employee, and we also um, participate in a lot of international events because we're trying. Our mission statement is to reintroduce the world to Mead, yeah, and um, mm. in order to do that, we have to take mead and bring it yeah. around the world and yeah. that's very expensive so we can't
2: just put it on instagram
0: no no one even <laughs> knows and they want to try it yeah so we send our employees out as ambassadors for us on our behalf and that's also very expensive but and to get into these new markets that's also a benefit of working with us if you have a passport you're going to <laughs> finland and denmark and moscow and warsaw and spain and we're sending our employees all over as ambassadors. i shouldn't, I shouldn't
2: have told her that i thought her business was
0: i think i I want a job there. I know, right? Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> All right.
2: Right? We, are, we are not publishing this part of the podcast because we cannot, yeah. we cannot afford the competition. The, the yeah, right? Application.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Okay, you can edit that. Yeah, yeah. Cut yeah. that part out. But yeah, we um, send our employees, each employee that is been with us for at least a year and has really shown initiative we send them somewhere really cool to a nice. really cool beer festival to represent our company so that's another benefit and fantastic
2: we're, we're sending our podcast employees to to phoenix <gasps> on yeah. this saturday, next saturday <laughs> yeah well the yeah. weather's
0: beautiful it was 85 <laughs> degrees down there today i was there yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for most of the day so
2: awesome well, we would love to have you back on on the podcast. And that'd we'd be love great. we'd love to do a, a double date if we can get both of you. I know it's that'd hard. Great. I know it's hard for well, both. He's
0: here. Yeah, he's, yeah, wandering. he's, he's wandering. taking my picture. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be great. That'd Fantastic. be really fun. We'd Fantastic. love it. Fantastic.
2: Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, you're
0: welcome. Thank yeah. you guys. Anything else? And for not uh shutting everything down before I got a chance to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for stepping yeah, up. Yeah, it was worth it.
5: Worth it? Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Oh, Absolutely.
2: This has been a lovely evening of entrepreneurship and science and camaraderie and awesome women and building connections and leaders becoming uh, more and more prevalent in our community. Well, you know (laughs) what?
0: One thing I would like to add, that all of our key positions are filled by women. Every single one, except for our head mead maker which that could change but yeah our head our lead of sales our general manager our assistant general manager the general manager for our new phoenix location our head chef at our current location and our new location are all women yeah yeah so we're proud of that too and you got me so <laughs> nice. But yeah, we're really—it's um, really working out well. We're definitely a women-led organization, and it's going great. So, awesome. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, everybody. No Are drinking we... and driving. And uh, thank you for listening to the Rocket Feather Podcast. Thanks. Absolutely.
1: Bye. So Jen Herbert really laid it down, didn't she?
2: Yeah, she did. She did, and it—it it seems like that episode kind of ended a little bit abruptly. It was just time to go home.
1: Yeah, we had to go.
2: The bar was We were about to get thrown out. The DJ was shutting down. Yeah. So thanks so much for hanging around for what we believe to be a really rich, long, detailed conversation about what's going on for women, what's going on for science, what's going on for our community. Those of you who are listening from other communities, really hope that you're inspired. If you're not already, you're inspired to search out these kinds of people who are in your community. Who knew we had a climate researcher, you know, multiple NASA scientists, uh, award-winning small business Mm -hmm. people in our little city? I I, I did not know.
1: We have a ton of talent here.
2: We have a ton of talent here, and I'm guessing everybody's got a ton of talent Mm -hmm. in their their sitting town, wherever they live. So search it out, find it out, celebrate it, lift it up. um, Tell us about it, just as a reminder, In the next couple of months, we'll be putting out an application online. If you have somebody in your community who you think is a community weaver's voice really needs to be out there, you're going to get to apply to become a guest host on the Rocket Feather podcast, bring them along, explain why you think their voice should be out there and we'd love to love to be a part in bringing them along.
1: Mm -hmm. That's going to be fun and exciting. Absolutely. And that's not just for Prescott. That's nope. for any any of our listeners. Apparently we have listeners in Malaysia. Kenya. So that's crazy. Um, hit us up on the Instagram. Let us know where you are. We're excited to meet people from all around the world. Absolutely. And talk about community all around the
2: world. Absolutely. A couple more upcoming guests we got next week. We're going to be releasing the episode with Bill Koningsberg, who's a former sportscaster, a groundbreaking young adult author and youth advocate. Really warm, thoughtful guy. You're really going to enjoy that episode, even if you're not a huge fan of young adult literature. You know, more and more adults are, are it, owning to the fact that they read young adult literature. I think it helps us kind of mm-hmm. go back and re- learn maybe some of the lessons that we didn't quite get when we went through our teens, uh, kind of do some healing as well. And I think listening to what Bill's got to say about his books will will uh, make you think about that for sure.
1: Yeah, I'm reading his book right, one of his books right now, and I'm really enjoying it. So I'm looking forward to talking to him.
2: Fantastic, and before we leave you, just want to make sure that nobody's taking any of what we said about the coronavirus and and the COVID disease uh, from this podcast as any kind of medical advice.
1: <laughs> this That's, is not a medical podcast. This
2: is not a medical podcast. Uh, please consult your attorney, while before doing your taxes. Yeah.
1: Go to the go to the source. Go to the source. Good information.
2: Yep, Uh, cdc.gov, of course, is is the number one source for sure. And again, we just want to make a pitch. Please support STEM programs in your community, whether it's Prescott or further afield. Let's keep the young folks learning science, technology, engineering, and math. Mm -hmm. And follow us on Instagram at RocketFeather1.
1: Definitely do that. Now safe to unstrap and leave the rocket. Until next time.
2: This is Charles Matthews.
1: And Kelly Roberge, wishing you the satisfying buzz
5: of knowledge well-earned.
2: Buzz, buzz, buzz.